Right, hello, Dave here, and Ol. Um, yes, hello, I'm here as well. Yes, but you're not important. So I'm going to say something uh, which is about trees. Oh, you want me to say something Yes, now? say something now. Yes, yes trees, yes. right. What are you going to say about trees? I like them. We need more of them, particularly in cities. Right. Now, look, I'm going to help Dave out here. What he's getting to is that there is an organisation called Trees for Cities who plant trees in cities. Yes! Since 1993, Trees for Cities have bunged a million trees in the ground. So chances are, if you're looking at a tree in your city, it's them what did it. Now, look, they need Would some... you believe it? Oh. Would you? <laughs> oh, very nice. Yeah. Now, if you want to branch out your philanthropy, uh, you can go to www.treesforcities.org forward slash donate where you can bung them some cash. £5.50 of your hard-won English pounds will ensure that another tree can be bunged in the ground and that will be good for everyone. Yeah, a whip. You can plant a whip. Is that... A... No. Is that what a baby tree is called? A whip, yes, a whip. And that's where Whippersnapper comes from. from. Well, you learn something new if that's true, which it might not be every week. Welcome to Sustainable 147. Welcome, 147. Yes. We've got a 147. Oh, sounds like it might be time for a break. We are <laughs> your friendly little environment podcast all about people and the planet, isn't we all? Yes. And we are going to be talking about something interesting today, right? What yeah. is it? I've forgotten. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Good starts. Yes. We're talking about cycling. Bicycle, bicycle. Oh, cycling's good. We do cycling, don't we, all? We do do cycling, Dave. Uh, did you cycle to Babel Recording Towers today? No. Nor me. Ah, but ordinarily, we do cycling. And yes. what are we going to talk about with regard to cycling then, all? We're going to talk about all the elements of it. Ah. Uh, you know, not the boring technical stuff, but stuff about is it good for planet? Um, yes. Why do people get cross about cyclists? Because they're assholes. Because uh, they're assholes. <laughs> um, what are nasty petrochemical billionaires doing you know co-opting cycle teams and making people think chemicals are nice babbling uh babbling that sort of thing but yeah we're and we're going to try to avoid just going oh isn't cycling nice oh lovely oh wonderful cycling two wheels good four wheels bad um and try to be a little bit honest about the fact that we can all be a bit naughty when we're on our bikes. And indeed, when we're not on our bikes. Yes, that's right. So we'll be looking at all of that and some other stuff besides. Just the usual disclaimer, all before any of that. We do work for environmental charities, don't we? Absolutely. Um, but if we are not your favourite spokespeople, oh, then nice. uh, if you want to get in touch with us, let us know. But don't let anyone that we work for know, because it's not their fault, it's ours. Yes? Absolutely. Uh, so any complaints, just make sure you put us in the frame, not them. Sustainable of the week. I've got to 
So, Sustainababble of the Week. This is the very reason that this podcast exists. Uh, we look at some stuff that prominent people have said yes. and go... Balls. balls. Balls to that. Balls to that. That's balls, that is. At what are we pointing and shouting balls this week, Oh, We are shouting and pointing our balls at Jim what? Ratcliffe. Yes. Uh, he <laughs> is uh, the boss of a firm called Ineos, which make plastics and wants to do lots of fracking. Uh, he is also Britain's richest man, oh, good for uh, him. Well which done, is Jim. why he's taking all his wealth to Monaco, where he doesn't have to pay tax. Yes, go back and listen to episode 137, Ull, for more on Jim Ratcliffe. And Jim Ratcliffe, one of the things what he wants to do with his company, what is called Ineos, is frackinged. He wants to do some fracking, which is a thing where you dig a hole in the ground, very far down the ground, bung loads of chemicals in it and bung loads of sand in it and some water and maybe get gas out if you're lucky and cause minor earthquakes in the process, in it. Well, so you say, Dave, ah. but uh, not according to the boss of fracking company Ineos, uh, Jim Radcliffe, who says, uh, he says this. I wouldn't want to get involved in fracking if it was dangerous. All you do is pump water down. Now that's balls, and we no, don't have time... that's Arabella. That's Arabella. And I, <laughs> I would thank you <laughs> to not call my nine-year-old niece balls. Quite right. Even though she probably doesn't listen. Do you mind me asking why? I'll tell you why, because it's balls, that's why. It's complete balls. <laughs> Um, Arabella, thank you for doing that. Now, this is balls, but we're not really talking about fracking. If you want to know why it's balls, go back and listen to episode 137 about fracking, or indeed episode two about fracking, right? But why are we talking about Jim Ratcliffe? Oh, well, he has decided that one of the ways to make the UK public fall in love with Ineos, or at least know about Ineos and know about him, is the time-honoured tradition of sponsoring sports. Ah. Uh, So a bit like all the fag companies used to sponsor Formula One and stuff until... You know, lung cancer, killed your, and football, yeah, snooker, Benson Hedges, all the rest of it. Um, uh, Yeah, now he's doing the same sort of thing. So he has, I think we may have talked about this, he's sponsoring Ben Ainsley to do his big America's Cup Sailing. Sailing, big, big swanky sailing competition. Um, And Ben Ainsley went, oh, yeah, no, he's really committed to the environment and oceans and and stuff. And um, yeah, no, it's fine. Come on, you can do better than that. And he's now sponsoring the team formerly known as Team Sky, who, in case you don't know, are basically the most successful cycling team of the last 10 years or so. And very, very British and, uh, you know, beloved by, frankly, mates of ours who are well into cycling, who are now in a bit of a bother. Ooh, nasty. So uh, this isn't new news. He announced he was going to be sponsoring that Team Sky ooh, a good few months ago now, yeah. I think. But what has happened is he's now doing it because like, it is no longer called Team Sky. It is now called Team Ineos. And he held a launch. Mm. They had a, a, a launch at a secret location in the Yorkshire countryside, which is just... It's just lair, is what that is. It's lair, right? Because the Yorkshire countryside is the thing that Jim Ratcliffe is taking his fracking rigs all over and going, like, to frack it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, the the Tour de Yorkshire, which is this uh, cycle race. Shit version of the Tour de France. Well, apparently, I mean, I dare you to say that to a Yorkshire man or woman, because, you know, 
they're very proud of it. Um, and apparently it's very good. Very prickly. <laughs> very prickly people. <laughs> I've tried, you know, all those Leeds United fans, very prickly at the moment. Well, I mean, <laughs> that has gone badly for them. Um, what was I saying? Yes, the Tour de Yorkshire, uh, the route goes through some areas where Ineos hold fracking licences. So they are, you know, they're literally trying to frack bits of Yorkshire, uh, what people are cycling through. And it's, yes, it's beautiful, rural, windy, hilly countryside. And he's going, yeah, we could, we could put a load of lorries moving through there, bringing chemicals and, like, making earthquakes and stuff. Hello! Nora Bhatti is interfering with my underwear! <laughs> Other thing, what's interesting about this is that Team Ineos, as they now are, they've all obviously gone, oh, no, Ineos are great um, and fine and and it's all fine. Oh, you mean like Chris Froome and all that? Yeah, and Dave Brailsford and and he's the guy who runs it and and all of the riders um, are sort of going, oh, uh, it's fine, yeah, no problem, don't really know about fracking or or anything. But more than that, because Team Sky as they previously were, used to cycle around with a picture of a whale on their uniform and a kind of pass hashtag pass on plastic was their campaign, which is a big kind of raising awareness of plastic pollution in the oceans thing. What what do Ineos make? What do Ineos make? Yeah. Um, What is it? Begins with P. PL. Uh, Second bit's elastic. Um, Oh, yeah. Tons of plastic. (laughs) That is their business, all right? And that is, in fact, one of the reasons they want to frack so much is not just to make gas what we can burn for, like, heating or making electricity, but it helps them make plastic. So all of these riders who very recently were riding around going, oh, plastic bag, bag, no, bad. Bad, bad. <laughs> bag, bad. Bag, bad. Plastic bag, plastic bad. Plastic bag, bad. <laughs> B- what? Bag, bad. Bag, bad. Yes, difficult bag. to say that. Yeah, capital of Iraq. Yep. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and now they're going, well, yeah, apart from, you know, the plastic that makes us fabulously rich. Yeah, where's that Dave Brailsford? Well, come here, Dale Brailsford. Dale, Dale Brailsford. Yeah, Dale. Come here, Dale, Dale Brailsford. Brailsford. Come here. And go, where's the babble stick? There, have a smack with a babble stick. You like he was uh, he was accused. People said to him, "Oi, Dame Brailsford." They said, "You're being wide because <laughs> like you'd previously gone how great it is that like we were doing all this stuff on the oceans and plastic and stuff, and now you're being sponsored by a team what are like not, and you're a massive hypocrite." And he was like, "No, no, 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 no." He said, "No, no, you don't understand. You don't understand this. If there's anyone that can do anything about it, it's these guys." So like that. Isn't I mean it's sort of true that if anyone's going to make a difference to plastic, it's Ineos. That is sort of true, but they're not going to. What? As in, like, if they chose to stop making loads of plastic, that would make a that difference. would make a huge difference. But I they, agree. But they're not. They're not going to do that, though. Yeah, but no, but yeah, but. Have you seen that naked picture of Chris Froome? No. Oh, keep talking. Explain to people what we're doing. I'll, I'll we want it. to talk about cycling because it's a big green deal, right? Not like that. Different type of deal. Uh, people get excited about cycling and say it's the way that we can have much less pollution. We can all be fitter and happier. We can move around. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Cycling, great. Isn't cycling wonderful? More walking and cycling. Less cars. Cycling, cycling, cycling. And... 
Ooh. Found it. There he Ooh. is. Look at his funny body. Look at I him. I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Froome, who basically looks a lot like a chicken that's been left out in the sun. Um, oh, he- I mean, all muscle, but very, very funny Ooh. looking, isn't he? In the, in the raw, Chris Froome. <laughs> you cycle your bike, don't you, Al? Yes. You are back now on the saddle after your month off for medical reasons. Quite literally back in the saddle, yeah. Yeah, very good, yeah. We normally ride our bikes, and we're in Stinky London, where quite a lot of other people ride their bikes. And I've been riding my bike in Stinky London for 20-odd years now, something like that. Tell you what, a lot more people ride their bikes these days. Real bikes and them Boris bike things, Mm. uh, which are all over the place, those things. Um, Uh, For anyone not living in London, there are some people who don't live in London still. We'll get you with our orbit, but not yet. Uh, A Boris bike is a hire bike, basically. So lots of cities have them now where, you know, bunch of bikes provided by the city you can hire. But we are a stereotype, don't you think? Particularly you with your floppy hair. Uh, we are... All right, vegan. Well, yeah, well, okay, right, fine. Well, that's it, isn't it? Like, well, yeah, but I'm vegan, I ride my bike, so I'm on out to jet off to Magaluf and burn car tyres <laughs> in my garden and, and, you know, set fire to waters and that sort of stuff. Um, but we are a stereotype, and it's a thing, isn't it? If you are a greenie, you ride your bike. That's yes. what you do. Yes. Um, so I wanted, therefore, to talk about cycling. And what I wanted to do, Ol, first of all, are you ready for cycling quiz? <gasps> yes! Ding dong! Right. Cycling quiz. Shut up and listen. Okay. Okay. Are you ready for cycling quiz? You've already asked me that. Good. Right, very good. That's a point. Yeah. Doing well so far. Yeah. Great. Um, I expect you to get all of these roughly right. Some of them, like, I'll accept a close answer. All right? okay. If not, you don't know about cycling, and that makes you a big old git. So, question number one. How many UK adults claim that they cycle at least once a day? You expect me to get this right? Oh, right-ish. I'll accept a right, roughly right-ish kind of answer. Uh, so there are... What, about 30 million UK adults? Maybe a bit more. More than that. 40-something, 40, 50. Uh, Once a day? Yep. Claim to cycle at least once a day. Million? No, I'll take that. 1.7 million. Yeah. I think that's a good guess. That's right. I told you. Yeah, that's par. I expect you to roughly get that. Now, is that a lot? Do you think that's a lot? Are you surprised by that number? I thought... Well, no, first I heard that, that I because like, that's what I guessed. Yeah. Clearly, it is precisely what I think. <laughs> no, but... <laughs> Shit. <laughs> okay, to me, that sounded like a lot. I thought, that's a lot. And then I thought, it's not a lot, is it, actually? Like, um, actually, it is a lot. That's a lot. Well, that's like... It is quite well, a lot. it depends, I suppose, what they're doing it for. Question number two. How many adults claim, conversely, that they never cycle at all? Ooh. Never at all. Never at all. Probably about the same. Probably about... I'll go two mil. Two million? Two yeah. million. Yeah. yeah. Higher. Mm, your face says quite a lot higher. Uh, 20 million. Higher? No. 40 million. Pretty much. 36.2 million adults claim that they never cycle at all. That's depressing. It's depressing. Now, I think that seems surprising to you and me because of our bubble, what we're in 
That's what I think. I think we're in a bubble. I think not only are we stereotyped, we are surrounded by stereotypes because we do work for environmental charities all, um, and we do hang around with other people that work for environmental charities or, you know, are like us. That's why we like them and ride their bicycle. I think most people don't give a shit about cycling. Friend of mine, uh, very sustainability minded, very like green stuff, you know, all about the recycling and that, uh, says whenever I turn up in my cycling gear, she accuses me of dressing like a child. <laughs> she says, why, why have you come dressed as a why child? Why is your stuff all inside out and <laughs> yes. backwards and covered in jam? Exactly. Um, I think some people see it as a thing kids do um, outside of yeah, like, okay. the centre of places like Stinky London. That's what I think. Yeah, I, d- I disagree that it's only that my perception is that it's only hippies who do it because I think lots of people cycle because uh, it's like fast and fun and it's a way to get fit without having to go to the gym and stuff like that. I don't think it's all people going, oh, I'd rather take the tube, but for environmental reasons, no, totally. I could, you know, I could save 10 kilograms of CO2. I don't, I don't think that's what's going on. But I'm not, you know, you speak to people who are cyclists in London who then move to different bits of the UK and invariably they say, whoa, like it's horrible cycling in most other places, like no cycle lanes, crappy potholes that you know just aren't filled drivers who aren't used to seeing cyclists around it's scary so cows in the roads yeah yeah Uh, yeah, it's it's quite high i'm surprised it's that high because i thought like at least once a year someone might you know potter down to the shops or hire a bike on their holidays or that sort of thing and are these people not teaching their kids to ride bikes possibly so but i think they they see it as a kid's toy helmet Check. Head. Check. Cup. Check. Question number three, Ol. Who is more likely in the UK to cycle, men or women? Men. That's correct. Uh, but how many times more likely? Seven. Um, no, less than that. Three times as likely. Oh, three times as likely. That's certainly borne out if I think about the uh, the jostling for position and all of the nonsense that goes on down them cycle super highways in the middle mm. of London. Uh, obviously, there are women, but there are more men. There are definitely more men. That is a thing. What you notice? Very kind of. Sometimes, if I'm being honest, a bit like mannish about things. Oh, massively. You know what I mean? Oh, it's all, yeah. It's really macho. I mean, it's. We were talking a bit about this beforehand, but I think a lot of the kind of horrible, intense city, competitive macho-ness that you find in driving or in anything really, like just translates onto the onto the roads and, and, and bicycles quite easily. And that's kind of what all the, you know, the authorities are trying to sort this out and go like, right, let's, let's introduce some nice, quiet, proper segregated cycle routes so that people who don't feel like, you know, competing with the stockbroker next to them can can potter along a bit. Ladies' passages. I don't think you should say that. Shouldn't I? No. I just think it's a nice idea. But I know men as well who don't cycle for exactly the same reason. They just can't be doing with, like, fighting their way past mammals. Do you know what a mammal is? Uh, what's it? Uh, a small brown thing, flat tail, big teeth, lays eggs. Yeah. <laughs> is that a bird? That's a platypus, I think. <laughs> 
Uh, no, a mammal is a middle-aged man in lycra, Dave. Oh, M-A-M-I-L. Uh, yes, me, that is true. I uh, charge accepted. I am all of those things. Not right now. I am currently wearing normal clothes. But, well, well, for me. In your defence, you are a svelte man, okay? I don't... I what don't I mean? Th- like, sort of, you know, quite thin and svelte. And sexy. No, I wouldn't go that far. I thought svelte meant sexy. Not in my book. Oh, streamlined you know like you don't look out of place in sports gear basically thanks mate uh whereas i think the idea of the 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 criticism of a mammal is that (laughs) they do often it's people (laughs) with enormous beer guts fair enough have an enormous beer gut i don't care but don't then like wrap it in sort of three sizes too small lycra uh as if that makes you some sort of athlete cling film that's what you need yeah I want you to apologise to, to women. Not quite. Oh, it's about time. No. Now this, I, <laughs> I, I've been waiting for this for a very long time. Let, I've known you a while, and my God, there are things that you need to apologise for. Come be, on, let's hear it. Let me be clear. I was issuing an apology on behalf of mankind, men, on behalf of all men on bicycles, mm. who I reckon as a unit, and some of them are units, <laughs> treat women disrespectfully on the bicycles that's what i reckon i reckon if you're a woman on a bicycle it must be horrible sometimes that's what i think uh and i think that's shit i don't do it i don't do it i don't leer at people well, okay some, leering yeah, leer, yeah okay. you know leering or like well there was uh, a good article yeah. about this uh in observer yeah, what is leer? i just want to see what your, what your leering face looks like i mean i've never done it so oh I'm yeah not, like that yeah where <laughs> Were I to leer... Oh, we haven't done it yet. Uh, it would probably be something like... Oh, that. Yeah, God, I'm really sorry for any women that have been on the sharp end. No, no, but I don't, I, come on. Like, I haven't... I'm not a leerer. <laughs> Isn't that the currency of <laughs> what Portugal? Yeah. Italy. Uh, Italy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, there was an article about this uh, in The Observer. Uh, where is it? Uh, by a woman called Jules Walker ironically um yes he talks about this uh she's black and talks about how there are very few women of color or people of color uh cycling Uh, but she also talks about being a woman and saying that that statistically apparently uh more women quit cycling having started cycling than men and she supposes that a large part of that is because you get abuse you get you get hollowed at you get unwanted attention out of and, cars as well as, as uh, well also yeah, yeah. you know pedestrians and uh people on building sites to use the cliche but yeah you know you're you're cycling along and people say smutty horrible things and you think i could do without this um which is I, just a kind of sort of sharp end of the fact that we have a crappy cycling culture full stop isn't it so men well, can make the sharp end of Men you know dicks. misogyny and yeah no, no exactly and patriarchy and all the rest of it but but no no but the point is like it's it's in like it, when those things spill out is where you kind of realize that actually like women are being judged harshly for doing a thing that men yeah. are allowed to do exactly right? um, yeah. and that's and i think part of that is because like a lot of people think cycling is a thing you have might poke fun at but they wouldn't dare do it to a man yeah they do it to a woman yeah that's what i think okay i think that's true oh no paul riding a bike is very much like making love to a beautiful woman. First, check that it can take your weight, and it's the correct height for mounting. Then, question number four, Ol. Yes. Um, 
Which is the UK's most cycle-friendly city? Which is defined as the highest proportion of people cycling more than three times a week. I reckon it's going to be a university town somewhere, probably Cambridge. Was that right? Yeah. Yes! Yeah. I thought yeah, I, that's the one that I would have been cross at you for not getting. Why? Because uh, it's your manner, isn't it? It is my manner. It's your yeah. manner. You went to the other place, of course, but it is your manner. Um, 37% of people in Cambridge uh, will cycle more than three times a week. That's a lot, isn't it? It is a lot. And I tell you what, when you go there, it's lovely and it's completely different cycling to the, t- the type that you and I experience in stinky London. Like Pootling, that's what it is. It's Pootling it's Pootling. It's Can't so be doing much... with Pootling. No, but come on, Pootling's nice. It doesn't, you know, no one's stressing they're just pootling along and it's all flat that's why well yeah but it's all flat in london really apart from the street you live on yeah which is one of the <laughs> steepest streets in britain but yes but this is kind of the point isn't it like and, and well tell the class about your trip to the old netherlands yeah i went to the old netherlands thank um, you very much now <laughs> next <laughs> which is uh, in holland and what it is is a, a place where 40 years ago uh, for a variety of reasons that are too boring and frankly I couldn't remember they went yeah we're gonna, everyone's going to get around by bike that's what we're going to do that's the plan so that, that was a government yeah. decision it, yeah. policy became let's have lots of cycling yeah like for, 40 years ago Netherlands weren't any better at this than anywhere else um, Netherlands is the highest place in the whole of Europe for cycle journeys right um, but I, th- I have a feeling it was in response to a number of children getting killed ca- honestly can't or something. remember I, I think there was a big campaign in response to some national tragedies might be that something to do with your price crash thing Suez oil crisis thing whatever that was something to do with all that anyway, I mean I suppose we could have researched this beforehand but yeah, well, I didn't know you were going to what, spring it on me anyway <laughs> went to, the went to Holland they, and they decided this is how it is going to be right stop, and, and so stop the cycling is not ready. everywhere you can do what I did you can go to Holland you get off the boat near Rotterdam right and you can go to Amsterdam which is 100 miles away entirely off road not, no. not like in not like in one of those cycle lanes like we've got here where there's a strip of you know, a, a, a dotted line segregating you from a road. No, no, like a road just for bikes that we use. So you get the main roads, right, going with the cars on it, and then just going off at an angle, going through the trees. And like, at, at, wow. at these, and, and it's the entire country. And people think nothing of it. They'll do like a foot, they'll just get on their bike and they'll go to Amsterdam for the day. And because it's dead flat, which is obviously a thing they've got in their favour. And then everything like, Bikes have supreme right of way. If a bike comes up and has to cross a road, the cars have to wait for the bike. Right? No, <laughs> yeah, serious? they've got crossings where, like, a bike will, like, pedestrian crossings here, like we have, but the bikes get to go first and the cars have to wait. And it's not one of those things. The drivers aren't sitting there going, This is terrible. I must uh, instantly have, have a big fight. They'll go, Yeah, that's cool. On you come, son. Ah, take your time. Take your time. You're fine. Because they all cycle as well, because everyone does it. It's amazing. <laughs> Right, okay, next question. Uh, nearly there, don't worry. Um, but this is informative, yes? We are very, learning. Very, very We are learning things, yes. Um, so out of the, in the whole of Europe, we're still in that by the skin of our teeth. So 28 European countries. In terms of percentage of people that cycle daily, Netherlands is the top. Where's the UK? Bottom. Basically, yes. Basically, yes. Uh, we are 26 out of 28. We're only Malta and Cyprus. They don't count. They don't. They're too small. Too to count. small. 
are lower. So we are basically, morally speaking, worst in the whole of Europe for, not necessarily for like infrastructure or any of that stuff. I'm sure some other countries like Spain, I've been there, that's awful for cycling, right? But more people cycle daily everywhere else in Europe than in Britain, apart from Northern Cyprus. That has genuinely got me down. I want to know why you think that is. Oh, I don't know. I, I suspect what you were saying earlier has a lot to do with it, that that people think it's childish. Yep. I suspect that um, another part of it is is that the government had, you know, what didn't Thatcher say we could, we will become a great car economy or something, no. the great car economy. She something loved like that. cars, yeah, loved cars. And that's, and that's, you know, that filtered down. So obviously then government decisions meant cars were prioritised, so driving became the best thing to do. But but also, culturally, like, that's, that's what you do. You know, when you're 17, you pass your driving test, you get in your car. Uh, everything is geared towards cars, driving. Yeah. Geared, geared. That feeling of cycling's a bit weird has been normalised for some reason. I don't know if it's a big conspiracy or just culture has yes, culture, emerged yeah. that way, but... Well, so it contrasts really well, weird. doesn't it, with the Netherlands thing, where, like, 50 years ago, 40 years ago, they said we're all going to cycle. 40 years ago here, Margaret Thatcher said we're all going to drive. And that was, like, you know, parallel decisions that were taken. Yeah. This is what you end up with. Last question for you, all in cycling quiz. You've done very well in cycling quiz. Thank I have you. to say. Um, what percentage of cyclists actually skip red lights according to a 2007 transport for london survey so it's out of date but that's the only information that we have in london as well obviously sorry actually skip red lights or say they skip uh, have been monitored they did they did a monitoring survey okay um, so this is actual data uh, so between 15 and 20 percent bang on Bang on, 15, 15 to 20%-ish is absolutely... No. Well, it's 15, 15-ish percent because there's like loads of different monitoring stations. But yeah, that's about right. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> now, if you, if you read... I don't care what the rest of the episode is about. <laughs> I have smashed this quiz. You smashed cycling quiz. Well, like I said, I did think you would do well in cycling quiz because unlike everything else I give you a quiz on, you actually know something about this one. <laughs> um, and th- th- yeah, now some people, if you read the Daily Mail... Or Which the, I do, daily. Or, or the Times or the Telegram, Graph, you would think that number was far higher than that because what do people always say about cyclists? Three things. Oh, that's what they say. Thing number one, jump red lights. Thing number two, um, they cause accidents. Yeah, ride on the pavements. That's the thing right, they always yeah. say. And thing number three, um, why don't they pay any tax? Don't oh pay yeah, road, road tax. tax. Pay road tax. You want to cycle on the road? You want us to maintain your roads? Pay road tax, mate. Like I do. Oh, really? Which road tax is that? Well, road tax. Sorry, which, which, which road tax? No such thing as road tax. No, there's no such thing as road tax. Yeah. Do, do you mean vehicle excise duty? Because, um, you know, that until admittedly quite recently wasn't ring fence for anything, specifically not roads. Oh, dear. Very, very wonkish response. Yep. Say so. Um, so people, not everyone loves cyclists. So we've just, we've explored this a bit in cycling quiz. Some people, there's a load of preconceptions around cyclists. Did you see that thing in the, in the uh, paper? The, like the Times had had a go at that MP. Did you see that? Yes, yes, outrageous. Right, so this is an MP, admittedly, I'd never heard of. So, you know, he's done his, uh, his profile, no, no harm in doing this. But he's written a thing about how... What's his name? Matt Weston, who... Constituency somewhere, Warwick somewhere, and somewhere. Yeah. Hmm? Warwick and Lemington. Oh, very nice. Yeah. 
Always oh, sounds nice, doesn't it? Warring it it is nice. It's very nice where my brother lives. Oh, very good. So not as nice as I thought, but nice. <laughs> so it can't be that nice. Yeah, no. um, anyway, he has been uh, outed by a number of newspapers for claiming expenses for his cycling. And he claims 20p per mile what? for miles what he cycles in his constituency, well, doing his constituency business. But it hasn't cost him anything. Well, it has cost him something, hasn't it? Because that bike needs looking after. Uh, you need new tyres, new inners. You need new brakes. Every now and then you need a service, just cost, like you do with a car. Cost your Weetabix. Cost of your Weetabix to keep you going. It's cost of a shower. Uh, Sluice off your whatever's when you're finished. Yeah, cost of your mammal outfit. Um, but, yeah, they're genuine things. It co- Like anything that you use every day, you have to maintain it. And why should, he argues, why should I not be entitled to expenses for that if it's how I do my job, i.e. go and see my constituents, just like my colleagues, my learned colleagues, are compensated uh, for driving around in their constituencies in their big pollution, belching tin boxes of death. And to be clear, he's not done anything wrong. Like, you are allowed to claim mileage yes this isn't yeah (laughs) this isn't claiming for second homes that don't exist or whatever yeah yeah and his point is like doesn't it tell you something isn't it revealing that uh i've done a thing which is perfectly within the rules and they're having a go at me for doing that rather than saying hey isn't it great this mp cycles everywhere yeah like that would be a good lesson to send people about why cycling is fine look at there look right there ought to run him in the ditch look at him Look at him, ride your little bicycle. So cyclists aren't a thing, are they? That's this is. This well, they is, are a thing. Are you a cyclist? <laughs> when I'm on my bike, yeah. Right. So what? This is the thing. Do do people hate cyclists or do they just hate people? Because <laughs> because it, it's, it's a nonsense, isn't it? Like we all choose to move around in different ways, but we're just people, and some of us are knobs. Some 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 people. The problem here, all is that some people are dicks. Some people are massive knobs, yeah. and I I speak from experience here. Oi! Uh, <laughs> no, no, I was being self-deprecating. <laughs> but you you know, and some people are really lovely, uh, and both those types of people are capable of riding bikes. I don't think there's anything inherently difficult about riding a bike if you're lovely. Um, or easy if you're a knob. Well, Similarly, the, driving cars, yeah, right? This is the thing. Like, oh, uh, I hate cyclists. They're all jumping red lights. My my dad has a gun me about this, but in Welsh. Uh, <laughs> you know, they're all jumping red Boy, lights. Oh. Like, no, no, no. I was like, some of them, 15% of them, we've learned, jump red lights. But I reckon 15% of drivers or more are dicks as well. In fact, p- probably more than that. You know, yammering away on their horns and... Or yammering away on their phones. Yammering away on their phones. Uh, driving too fast, driving too slow, driving left, driving right. I'll tell you the other thing, Al, as well. Yeah. Yeah, is that um, you said some people are lovely and some people are dicks. I reckon most people are both lovely and a dick. Well, exactly. That's what I reckon. And this, this I is tell you, an- today, I've been lovely three times and a dick twice. <laughs> It's, it's, very, not even, it's not even eight o'clock in the afternoon yet. Well, can I... Because for you, that is a really top-notch ratio. Yeah, that's um, true. Don't get me wrong. When I was a dick, I was a massive dick. <laughs> and, I, and I... For ages. Stroked a cat this morning three times, and that's the, that's the lovely bit. Um, yes, it is... In another Babel exclusive, humans are capable of displaying different behaviours and thinking different things sometimes simultaneously. Oh, I am. Uh, yeah, I know. And, and I guess I did want to talk about that a little bit because you said jumping red lights. I've jumped red lights. Yeah. I, I'd say I ju- there are certain 
certain lights where I know that it's just a pedestrian crossing and if there's no pedestrians coming, I'll jump it. Because you listen, sometimes... You listen in Daily Mail. I don't do what you see on videos of like, you know, careering towards a pedestrian crossing and just weaving in and out of people. Like, no, I mean, that, that is arsehole. That's that massively, isn't... massively in hot fish. Yeah, it is. And like, I, I strongly support people being, you know find or or whatever for that like don't do that that's ridiculous that's horrible but i do jump lights and i'd imagine that if you're in a car and you're sat dutifully at a pedestrian crossing or not a pedestrian crossing but somewhere where there's a light uh that's saying no cars you can't go and uh a, a cyclist me comes past and goes through it i imagine that's really annoying because imagine you're sitting there thinking why do i have to obey the rules and he doesn't Can you confess something now? No, I don't need to. You're admitting everything absolutely fine. But what I oi, was going to say... Oi. Oh, I jump red lights all the time. If I did Thank have you. Elizabeth here today, which I don't, but if I did, me and Elizabeth, there's two lights on the way home. I know I'm going to jump. I, mean, <laughs> no, I know for a fact, and I've probably jumped some other ones as well. There's a little bit of pavement I have to go on as well, right? Ooh, but, and ooh, like, hang on a minute, that's worse. I mean, I'm not particularly... I don't really care about justifying myself one way or the other, right? But what I did want to say was that some people do justify it. So I was on the website. In fact, actually, I should say a massive thank you to Cycling UK for all of the facts that basically every single fact I've regaled us with over the last uh, however long this has been. A great organisation, check out their stuff. They are like, you know, what it sounds like, represent cycling and stuff. Mm. Um, and But one of their position on this stuff and their position on should you wear a helmet and their position on like bike lanes and all of that stuff, should you ride on the pavement and should you jump red lights is all the same, which is basically like, well, all of that stuff presupposes that cyclists, A, should be treated like cars and that B, cycling should be a thing that is considered dangerous. So that those are the two mm. that they basically mm. start from that position. They say, what about if like in Holland, for example, where like loads of people don't wear helmets, enough people don't wear helmets, people pootling around without helmets and all the time, you feel silly with them on, to be honest. Because yeah. right? there's no bloody cars anywhere you and they're all going slowly them. and you don't need them. And so they say, well, what about if we actually had a proper approach to cycling where you just had like there was no cars anywhere near you? And then you wouldn't worry about red lights, wouldn't be an issue. Um, and you wouldn't need a helmet, because you could wear one if you want, because like, it's better to wear, if you're going to land on your head, pootling along slowly, that's a good thing. But like, and you wouldn't worry about driving on pavements or not, because it wouldn't be any, well, yeah, so that's their point, really. And I do think that's a good point. It is a good I point. must be honest. Yeah. It, it doesn't is. help with the here and now, like the rules right now are don't be a dick, so don't be a dick. Yes. Yeah. No, it is a good point. Um, yeah. Obviously, if we had brilliant proper cycle lanes that weave through the woods and took us nowhere near um, uh, proper big cut roads for cars, then there would be no conflict for anyone to get worked up about. I think so- they, they sometimes say, uh, you, you know, people only jump red lights because they don't feel safe in the traffic and they're just trying to get out ahead. I'm sure that's the case sometimes. I, I think that also it is the case that, like, it's fun going fast and, like, being a bit naughty and stuff i don't think every cyclist is you know holier than now so you know yeah pinch yourself there's a whole lot of stuff you can buy for your bikes and you can spend a fortune sodding fortune uh, where i live is like one of london's cycling sort of center places because it's like top of a hill and there's all these posh bike shops in here you can buy you were looking there the other day you spend like seven thousand pounds 
On a bike? Oh, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. It's more than I spent on saxophone. That's a lot of money. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that saxophone doesn't even get you to work. No, it doesn't. Um, I haven't tried, to be fair. Um, that's a lot of money. And, I don't, uh, I don't and some have... people will buy like 10 of them. Yes. I get They'll that... collect them all. Yeah, people, people refer to their stables of, of bikes. And that's bonkers. I'm not sure that bit's bonkers. I get that if, if you love cycling more than anything else, then having a bike that gets you to work, you know, is, is good for commuting, um, but isn't great for like touring holidays, means you might want two bikes. And if you also like doing races then you might want three bikes. And if you like going to the shops, you need a fourth bike for that. And when it's a Tuesday, <laughs> you need the red bike. Clearly, yes, exactly. <laughs> Clearly, if you're trying to, you know, impress the new person you've met on Tinder, another bike. Uh, yes, you can take it to extremes. But I do understand how if cycling's your thing, having multiple bikes is is okay. Um, what I don't get is just all of the... I know, I know people who have decided they're going to start cycling to work. And before they've put one rotation on their bike they have spent thousands of pounds and hundreds of hours getting all of the kit the shoes get the the shoes shoes, every possible eventuality researching which is the most aerodynamic which cycling shirt wicks the moisture away better than the other ones and come on just get on your bike to kind of phrase nice Time. Holy moly, are we allowed to do this? <gasps> it's like the days before the BBC got done when they were just like doing phone in, phone in and tell us the answer to this and we'll give you a holiday. It's like that, except don't phone in and we ain't going to give you a holiday. So this is a thing, uh, your babble is about to go off on a summer break. Not summer yet, but we are going to go away for a bit. All will become clear, I'm sure, in due course, but we're heading off for a wee bit. So we will next be back, I'm afraid. Gird your loins. <gasps> uh, end of August, start of September. Ooh. That sort of time. Ooh. It's a while. It is a while. It's a while. Now, we are booked in to be making an appearance at a festival, a <gasps> live appearance yes. at a festival. Won't tell you which one. Watch our social media feed uh, just in case it don't happen. You know. But then we thought well, we're going to do a live session. It's going to be all about festivals. And we talked a bit about this back in episode 121 with William Doyle, a.k.a. East India Youth, about how festivals are like the worst thing, <laughs> environmentally speaking. And that's, that's what he said, like just a corpulent mess of despair disposable stuff and people traveling and energy and all of this stuff right um and tents and all of that and we're going to do just a whole babble expose tents you know tents oh i see right yeah not like yeah (laughs) it's like (laughs) my experience has been the precise opposite i've never been particularly tense at a music festival um so we're going to do a big thing about that so what we would love from you by between now and let's say first of August, how about that? All oh, right, yeah. first of August, we would like your best bits of festival-related babble. So, have you heard a festival uh, saying one thing and meaning another about its environmental credentials, or have you heard a recording artist who's jetting all the way around the world uh, and is then taking on a small reusable sack of paper onto stage with them and claiming themselves to be Jesus Christ Almighty? Yeah, or well, you know, if you've just turned up at the festival gates and they've been making a big deal about how you know. They're their 
their cups have got 5% potato starch in them or something. And by the way, please pick up your free goodie bag of uh, plastic hedgehog impalers over here. Yeah. Uh, that sort of thing. Like there's got to be, we just have the feeling that this place is, this area is rife with babble. So um, yeah, just tell us your favourite bits. Indeed so. So by the 1st of August, drop us uh, your best bits of babble. You can email us to hello at sustainablebabble.fish, which is where you can email us in general. You can find us on Facebook and send us a message if you just search for sustainablebabble or tweet at us at the babble wagon. Um, and what we're going to do, all we're going to give a prize <gasps> to the probably one, maybe more than one, but let's just say one, uh, best bit of babble, the most egregious eco-guff, the most staggering sustainer babble. And that prize won't just be we will nick your material for our own live show at a festival. It will also be that we'll give you a t-shirt. Yes, you can get... Uh, ordinary people can go buy a Sustainable <laughs> t-shirt. Just go to our website, sustainable.fish, click on t-shirts and buy t-shirts. Mm. Um, but we're going to give you one for free. You can choose what size, all of that stuff. We're not going to force you to have a gammy one we don't want anymore. <laughs> um, for the best one, how about that? Oh. 1880. All the threes, 33. <laughs> Right, so that is just about it for episode 147, Babble Maximum, yeah. uh, in every possible sense. I'd imagine it's about three hours since this episode started, isn't I it? I think probably almost certainly our longest episode ever, but we give you extra Babble because, as I said, we are off for a bit. Uh, so thank you very much, Ol, uh, for babbling with me. Uh, how are those bike puns you've been working on all the way through coming on? Well, I just think we did a very good job of, uh, of capturing the news cycle um, and putting Babel in the frame. Uh, and, uh, well, of course, we'll be back in a saddle in, in September. Um, but uh, Yeah, I don't want to derail a train of thought there, Ol. But, derail um, a train of thought? No, yeah. it'd be terrible to derail a train of thought. Well, um, it's possible that people might be listening to us in a tube. Yes, uh, all right, that's enough. Um, so, um, <laughs> are you beginning to tire of these oh, puns? Oh, God's sake. Thank you to Arabella. For Time so for a break on the on the bike puns. Nobly reading out the ego guff. Thank you to the legendary Dickie Moore for the music, What Starts, Ends and Intertwinkles the Babble. And to Do you think the you can le- get Dickie Moore's music on a cassette? What? That's a bit of a bike. Oh, God. Probably can, actually, no, Dickie. <laughs> uh, and to Arthur Stovall for the logo that adorns our website, Shell's podcast, and our T-shirts. <laughs> uh, so thank you very much, Arthur. Um, good. Uh, people give us money, and we love them. People give us money by going to wobblywobblywobbly.patreon.com forward slash sustainababble. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Uh, and that's where you can, yeah, you can support the Babble, chuck us a few pennies. And we're really, really grateful for people that do, uh, including this week, Daniel Hoffman. Yes. Yes. I haven't edited that bit in. No. At all. No, no. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much. All gratefully received. You're all wonderful. Thank you so much. Also, if you don't want to give us cash, but you want to show us a bit of love, give us a review of pleasurable loveliness on your podcast medium of choice. It all helps. Yeah. Or just tell your mates, uh, tell people in reality or online that you love the babble and that they should listen to, because that is, above all, what brings more people to the babble and puts more babble in more ears. Your babble chat brings all the fans to the yard and with that all I wish you the most pleasurable and beautiful of summers and I shall see you in a tent cannot wait Bye. bye